Hallelujah. 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 Speak what is true, Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Speak to our hearts, Lord. Impart truth to us this morning, Lord. Give us wisdom and knowledge that we didn't have when we came in. Lord, please lead and guide and direct every part of what goes on in this service. Lord Jesus, You said that where two or more are gathered in Your name, You're in the midst. We believe it. There are more than two or three who are gathered in Your name. So, we have, Lord, I have a certain expectation, and I think that there are other people in this room that have a certain expectation. Lord, that something will change, that something will happen, that, that we'll have an encounter with You this morning, and because we're in Your presence, something will change. So, Lord, Your will be done. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive that we may truly be more conformed to Your image. That we will be more suited to the purpose and plan that You've called us to. Lord, that we would be a blessing, that we could be the salt and the light that You've called us to be. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you as you be seated. I'd like to introduce you to the latest member of our family. Uh, I'm very thankful. I, I, those were very thankful. That's um, Giovanni Alessandro DeSano. Another cute DeSano, I might say. <laughs> so we're very thankful, and uh, he's doing well, and Mom is doing well. Um, Angela gave birth to Giovanni on Monday, Monday morning. And so we're so thankful, and you know we appreciate your prayers and your thoughts and and all. But everything is well, and so again we're so thankful. And that's just another grandchild to spend money on. <laughs> I, I just got to say this, and I'm not trying to be irreverent or anything, but we're we're family here. She's already spending money on this baby. My wife has already spent money. I've got, I've got toys that this young man will not be able to play with for about three years. They're already, they're already going to be under the Christmas tree this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's get back into spirit. But I am so thankful, and I, and I appreciate your prayers and you know, the prayers of our family and so on and so forth. So, My brothers and sisters... Um, <clears throat> Again, I, I, I think that this is a, a message from God. I mean, I've had about two that I was working on, and then this one just came out from the middle of them. So let's just go through this. We're going to begin to, this morning in uh, 1 Timothy um, chapter 6. 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6. And, and as usual, we'll, we'll have that platform, and then we'll uh, use other scripture. Uh, but I just think this is so timely for all of us. Amen? 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 6. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. So look, look. Godliness and just being happy where you are is great gain. For we bought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Amen? I came in bald-headed and naked, and I'm probably going to leave the same. Do, do you understand? I mean, and, and as, as much as we like to joke and be facetious, and I know many of you have heard this, that it was uh, asked of Rockefeller's attorney, you know, how much did he leave? And the attorney said, every bit of it. Amen? Amen? So for all of those things that we try to, um, to substitute to, to bring us joy, to bring us fulfillment, to bring us happiness, this scripture just says it all. And I'm not going to linger here long, but to be honest with you, I, I, that's part of the distraction. That's part of the thing that you know, prevents us from really... Um, experience in the spiritual wellness, the spiritual riches of God because we have 
And, and I'm saying we, me. We, we have our eyes on some of the natural things. Amen? So now look at, continuing now in verse 8. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So let's pause here just for a moment. So look, this is, uh, this is obviously the apostle by the Holy Spirit speaking to a pastor, a young pastor. And he's, look at what he's saying already in that first century, so close to Jesus actually walking on the earth and still having people who were probably alive that saw that body come out of the tomb. Those people were still among some of the believers and already the same thing that plagues us was already plaguing them. And look what it says. He says, Some have strayed from the faith because of greediness and love of riches. So now look, it doesn't necessarily have to be just our love of the dollar itself, but all of the things that the dollar can buy. I think that that's pretty much understood, but I just had to say it anyway. Amen? Okay. So now look at verse 11 with me. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. My brothers and sisters, I want to go through some of these things and, and probably not probably kind of in reverse order or however, but not in the, the order in which they've been presented. So first we're going to tackle eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. So my brothers and sisters, I know that many of you already in here probably know that and certainly those who are watching. It, it, this isn't just talking about you know, laying hold on you know, what we're going to enjoy once we get out of body. That's speaking to laying hold of eternal life now living this eternal life, living a life which doesn't speak to what we're going to enjoy hereafter. It's speaking to how we conduct our lives, how we believe, what we live, how we walk it out right here. Amen? Just a couple of scriptures. In 1 John 1, uh, you could write it down and look it up later. It'll be on That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. So my brothers and sisters, right there, what is he talking about? We, this is the Apostle John. He walked with Jesus for three and a half years. What is he talking about? Jesus. You see what he's saying? That from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we seen, and we bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What is he talking about? Jesus. He's talking about the word of life. The word became flesh and dwelt, and they saw what eternal life looks like. It was manifested to them. It was made known to them. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Do you see that? So now watch. It's not this abundant life that um, the word of faith or you know the name it and claim it people talk about where you can have it all and you can enjoy such a rich and full life here. Yes, rich and full spiritually. Rich and full spiritually. Amen? Because how many? I, I know that there, there are so many folks, and you know as well, there are so many folks who have accumulated wealth. You know, wealth comes and goes, and that doesn't buy you happiness. Let's just look at it this way. Um, you know of, and I know of, people who had a bunch of money. But their health failed, and again, they couldn't take it with them. No, this is speaking to something else. This eternal life, this eternal life, which, my brothers and sisters, if we're truly experiencing it, we're going to experience some joy in our life. You know, I don't know if it's because I'm older, and if you're younger and you happen to be listening to me or you're in the room, I hope that you don't wait till you get to be as old as I am to really appreciate some of the simpler things in life. And you've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. And, you know, when, when this service is over and I see my two little granddaughters and pop, pop, there is no greater feeling on earth. I'm telling you, there is no greater feeling. When I get to hold Giovanni and when he's cognizant enough and he grabs, you know how it is, and he grabs my finger or when he sees something or the first time he says, pop, pop, I'm going to cut a back flip. 
but do you, are, you, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And I know that some of you in this room can certainly uh, appreciate what I'm saying. It's those things that truly bring us joy on the inside, not the superficial things like, you know, the next time the Bucks win a game, if that ever happens. You know, not the, not the superficial things, not, not the Seminoles beating the Gators. And you, are, are you with me? Are you with me? See, it's, it's not just those things. Oh, and, and there's no... Listen, I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be so legalistic in saying that if you enjoy a football game, that's not right. No! But with, in, in, as it relates to this scripture, this is talking about having the fullness of joy. Real joy. Something that's sustainable. Something that is eternal. Are you, are you there? Hallelujah! Awesome stuff. John also, listen, John wrote this down, but this was Jesus' prayer in the garden the night that he was arrested. In John chapter 17, when Jesus is praying to the Father, and this is eternal life. This is what Jesus said out of his own mouth. This is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So my brothers and sisters, look. So, so Jesus said the mouthful right there. Eternal life is living your life while you're here in relationship with God. That's eternal life. Eternal life is living your life in Christ. Hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, I don't have to wait until the breath leaves this old body until I get the new body. Hallelujah. I don't have to work. I'm I'm not, yes, am, am I anticipating such joy? I am. But he told me, look, you can't even imagine the things that I've prepared for you. So I know that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I can't even imagine it. However, my brothers and sisters, I can, he's telling me here and now, if I'm living in Him, I get to experience joy. 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 Not that the world knows, that comes and goes, that is fleeting. Which way is the wind blowing today? How do I feel about it today? Come on. You know, who's in power today? What president do we have? Come on. You see, this, this is something, so we get to experience that eternal life. Amen? So now let's go back to, to Timothy, 1 Timothy. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good faith, fight a faithfully hold eternal life. See, I'm, I'm going back now. Uh, I'm jumping around. We're going to save the faith part, fight the good fight of faith. Uh, last. So now, as soon as I read that, and I'm sure some of you the same thing, the first thing that comes to mind is Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Right? <laughs> and you see it right there, Galatians 5, 22, 20, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. My brothers and sisters, this speaks, I, I know that you, you, you know this, but just for the sake of where we're going today, you know that this is the character of God. So that what this is saying to us, look, my brothers and sisters, look, when we lived according to the world, the fruit of the flesh, the fruit, uh, look, come on, those things, all of those things that we did and that are done in the flesh or through the flesh, the lust of the flesh, right? All kind of sexual sins, immoralities, things of that nature, stealing, lying, those things. What he says is, okay, that's not, that's what he said in the first part. You left that, but now here, if you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, this This, you start to take on the character of God. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These things become therefore evident in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. I seem to remember a certain testimony of an individual in this room who said before and then after how God did a circumcision on his heart and he could cry. Uh, My brothers and sisters, that's a godly thing. That's a godly characteristic. Uh, now, I'm not just saying that because if, if you're emotional, that means God is in you. No, no, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that person testified that there was a certain um, characteristic that existed before, then after, come on, amen? That's the difference. I know that I'm changed on the inside, and many of you in this room know that you're changed on the inside. There are things, there are fruits of the Spirit that now exist on the inside of you that didn't exist before. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, I will tell you that many in this room, many that I know certainly, and certainly my kids and my grandkids are born, of course I'm going to say that, but my kids and grandkids are born with certain gifts and talents. And and I want to tell you, parents in here, you've recognized that about some of your children, that you know that there's something, there's a gift or a talent. Now, 
I believe that those are God-given. And then they have a choice when they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, whether they use those different talents for God or whether they use them for their own benefit. There are many artists, many singers that started off in the church that are no longer in the church. They have a lot to answer for when they stand before God because that was given to them by God for His glory and they're not doing it. So I'm so thankful, my brothers and sisters. See, we're not... What, what, Tony, what did you say that for? It has, what does that have to do with... My brothers and sisters, those things that we have, these spiritual characteristics, they're God-given. To Him be the glory. I'm not talking about emotional things and I'm talking about this intellect that I have and it's all about me. No, I'm talking about all of these things are for God's glory. Yes. Hallelujah. So, so I want to go, again, continuing on this fruit, this fruit of the Spirit kind of thing. In John 15, you guys know this, but let's, let's go there together. In John 15, beginning in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Let me pause here for a minute. Do you understand? That's, that's right in line with that, relation, that eternal life. Right? You, without me you can do nothing. Let me go back. If you are you're the branches, he who abides in me, being in fellowship with him. Right? That's how we're enjoying this. That's how we're living this eternal life now. We have the life of God in us, on us, and we're living now according to this eternal life because of the relationship that we have with God. So we're enjoying that now. Not later, now. Amen? Hallelujah. So you're the, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And he gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Verse 7, look at it with me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. How about that? That you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. There it is again. There it is again. Do you see that? My brothers and sisters, it's this eternal life that we can enjoy now, this eternal life that we live now in, in well, listen, relational to God. We're walking this walk with God, abiding in Christ, by Christ Jesus. Amen? We can experience this joy that is, is unexplainable. Hallelujah. But I want to go back there. Yeah, thank you, Okay, so keeping that up. Look at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. And it should be done for you. See, now, when you're a baby Christian or certain denominations or this word of faith stuff, if you're walking in faith, you ask for it and you get it and all this. Mm. No, see, I'm reminded of what it says in Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord, I believe it's verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. See, I'm living the eternal life. I'm in concert with God. I'm plugged into Christ Jesus. So delight myself in the Lord means, listen... I'm going to derive my happiness with the Lord. My happiness is, is, is determined by the Lord. Not by anything else, not by anybody else. It's hard to do. Especially when you're in a relationship with your wife, your husband, a spouse, when your kids are acting a fool or there's problems and troubles. It's hard. It's difficult. But my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you something. Sometimes that's the only way that we can experience happiness and joy is being dependent upon God. Amen? And that's where faith comes in, which we'll get to in a little bit. That's, that's the only way that that can happen. And this is not some pie-in-the-sky thing. Like I said, you know, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. If you say it enough times and close your eyes and hold your mouth just right, God is going to magically appear, wave a magic wand over you, and everything's going to be great. No. That's why it's a fight. You see what he said? Fight. The, come on. Fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But look what also he says. <clears throat> if you keep my commandments, verse 10, you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I am in my, in my Father's love. Now look at it. Jesus is, is not saying, the minute you break a commandment, I'm kicking you to the curb and all of that. No. He's saying, if you want to experience this benefit, if you want to experience this joy, if you want to stay and be fruitful, you have to obey. 
You have to live according to these commandments that I've given you. Not because I'm the boss and you do what I say. No, it's because these things, spiritually, supernaturally, spiritual law, it says when you follow those things, it is a sure thing that you win. Just as it says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. So does that mean that God is looking to kill you? No, He's saying, don't go that way. I've made a way for you to, listen, escape that. I've made a way for that sin to be no part in you. I've made you so that you no longer have to be a slave to sin. But, if you walk according to that path, it will lead to your destruction. Amen? Okay, so contrary or counterwise, follow the commandments. Follow the commandments. You'll be hooked up with Him and you'll be fruitful. Hallelujah. And your joy will be full. See, I, and it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult. We're, we're living in this time, this day and age, and there's so much uncertainty in the world. You know, you, you listen to the right news and all they're going to tell you, we're on the brink of World War III. Excuse me. And it looks that way. It looks like it could happen. There's a lot of things going on that... So, man, you know, in the middle of all this, do I just... Am I just like, um, just like the court jester and act a fool? And, oh, everything's great. Everything. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. So, you know, things may go to heck in a handbasket. But I'm guaranteed something. And even in the middle of that, I can have joy. Come on. See, but I've got to stay united with Him. I've got to live this eternal life in order to experience that. Amen? So continuing now in the fruit. I, I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but continue in fruit. Uh, read with me, if you will, Hebrews chapter 13, beginning in verse 15. Therefore, by Him, let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. Let me pause here for a moment to give you context in case it's been a long time since you've been in Hebrews. This Basically, the context is that Jesus is our priest. He is our high priest right? Who's going in and making sacrifice. First, he sacrificed himself. Amen? But he is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, it says, without beginning, without end. So therefore, let him, Jesus, let us, therefore, by, by him, let us continually offer sacrifices of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share with, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Okay, I, I really believe that uh, this is Holy Spirit. See, <clears throat> the fruit of our lips, many of us can say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. When you say hallelujah, that's praise the Lord in Hebrew, right? Okay, so many of us say that. And, and, many of us, and, and I say it all the time, I'll be honest with you. And sometimes, I, I've shared this with you many times, sometimes if a bad thought comes into my head, I'll say hallelujah. And Michelle, now she knows me well enough, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, but but, I'm tr- but I'm, what I'm trying to do is just you know, take into captivity and give a praise to God. So, so my brothers and sisters, however you do it, but here's what I, I really think that uh, could be bad on my part. I, I'm just going to speak to me now. I could just say it and not really have any meaning behind it. I could just say it because I'm so used to saying it and does it really mean anything? Come on. See? I, 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 it has to be real. It has to be genuine. And when it's real in it, and when it's genuine, that is, that, that is what God looks at as fruit. That's valuable. It's, it's something that's a produce that's coming forth from the root, being grounded in the faith, being grounded in Christ Jesus, and having a spiritual growth and development. And, and out of all of that comes this praise. And you know what? It's especially... I heard this... I can't remember when. But remember, uh, Lucifer was the most beautiful angel and he loved hearing the praises of the other angels and he, and he got all uh, you know, high-minded. He was exalted his throne above God and so on and so forth. So that praise is really what got to him, uh, we could say. Amen? So now watch. So when we direct our praise to God, that's, that's rubbing his nose in it. But my brothers and sisters, it has to be genuine. It has to be genuine. So look, part of our spiritual warfare and part of fighting the, this fight of faith is to be able to praise Him from your heart, from the very 
core of your being and really mean it from your heart. And, and listen, and if it might be, it might be out of the tears of sorrow. It might be you're going through the, a bad situation. It might be you're, you are praying for your kids. It might be, but you get, praise God, I, I, I praise you in this storm. There was a song a long time ago. I will praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands because you are who you are. Oh my gosh. That just came to me and it just means so much. I will, I will praise you in this storm. Right? And, and I, I, I may have the lyrics out of order, but part of the lyric is because you are who you are. So even though I'm going into, I'm in a bad situation uh, and I know that it's not God's fault. I, I know that. It's not God's fault. It's, so I'm, God, I praise you because you are God and, and you're able to deliver me, Lord. I don't know what the formula is in this situation, but you are able to deliver me. It's not your will that I be destroyed. It's not your will that my children be destroyed. I know that's not your will. So Lord, I'm lining myself up with your will right now and I'm asking in the name of Jesus, deliver us. And I praise you. I praise you. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, that's super spiritual. And I'm no spiritual giant. My brothers and sisters, but Holy Spirit in me is a giant. And when I praise Him from my heart and I could look past the situation and I could really, you know, in the middle of it, in the middle of the storm, remember who He is. Hallelujah. 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 But look what also it says. Could you put that back up for me? Thank you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name, but do not forget to do good works and to share. See, my brothers and sisters, I, I'm, I, I, I think that these are connected. And the reason why I think it's connected, because He connected it. Amen. See, there's got to be more than just superficial lip service. Part of knowing that we have something in our heart is that our, our life, we're doing these good works. And we're sharing what we have with people that don't, like many of you did yesterday, and many of you continue to do, even when you, when you give to the food pantry or you bring in um, food for the, for the homeless and we, we have it in the pantry and all. Man, that's part of sharing what you have. But you could do it on a local level. I want to tell you something. Uh, Steve has done this, and, and I, I think like yesterday uh, where Terry showed me this, uh, this homeless tent village. I mean, it was crazy. But... You know, just seeing somebody in your neighborhood and just ministering to a need, uh, you know, that's sharing something that you have with someone who doesn't have. And then that, hopefully, the prayer is open a door that they may know that this is because of the love of Jesus and there's something that happens. Are, Are you with me? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, this is saying that, you know, it's not just lip service. It's not just praise the Lord because I'm expecting. No, but my lip service is actually tied to how I live my life. Following the commandments, of course, we've already read that. But I'm tied to Jesus and because of Jesus. Because look, someone can say, well, many of us, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make sure that I go to church. I'm going to feed the homeless because I do these good works and I earn favor with God. Now, that's a human need. That's human nature. Well, you're pretty quiet. Don't tell me that none of you have ever had that thought at all since you've been a Christian. That thought has crossed your mind at least a little. Many of you, maybe not all of you. It did mine. If I do the right things, then good things are going to happen. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. When I was a baby Christian, that's the way I thought. Why well, do the man? man when my when my son got sick when he was a, when he was a, a baby, I mean, okay, God, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen. I believe in you. I go to church Sundays, Sunday nights, Wednesdays. This shouldn't happen. Am I? Come on, you guys are looking at me like I got three heads. Come on. So, so my brothers and sisters. So, so there's a little bit of that mentality in some of us. Maybe not all of us, but there's a little bit of that mentality that says, "Listen, I'm doing these good works, and there's a certain expectation that I have of getting this return." Man, we can't be good enough. And I know that you've heard that and you know that we cannot earn favor with God. My brothers and sisters, this is important. The good works don't lead to salvation. The good works and sharing are a result 
of salvation. Hallelujah. That was good. That was good. You could record it, Terry. But, but, no, but, but, but in all honesty, it's, and it's those are the works that truly mean something. The ones that are because of salvation, not to gain anything, but because of salvation. Are you with me? In, in Matthew, we've heard this say, let your light so shine. Right? Let your light shine that people will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, it still has everything to do with glorifying God so that people are led to Him. Amen? So now let's go faith. In faith, you know, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. My brothers and sisters, this is a fight. This is a fight. But this, we know that, now, now faith is, uh, Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things, hope already evidence of things not seen. And I've heard many people, well, you've got to see it before you receive it. That's all well and good. But no, it's not, you, we're not talking again this fictitious gospel that if you can imagine it and then you, you know, just keep repeating it or you keep seeing it in your mind. No, no, no. No. Faith, faith, based on His Word, His truth, His will, it will always come to pass. Amen. Without faith, in Hebrews eleven six, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Okay, so silly. They must believe that He is. He is what? God. And so we could say that all the day long. I have many people, and you know many people, well, I believe in God. Well, who is He? Well, uh, Jesus. Okay. If Jesus is God, then that means that you're living according to His commandments. See, I can't say that Jesus is God and really mean that in my heart and then live a different way. See, I'm not trying to cause condemnation. But see, we have to look at the Scripture and understand. That's why some people are so, they get so disappointed because things aren't happening and you know, my expectation is being met. You know, God's Word is not true because I've done everything it says and blah, blah, blah. No, listen, you may still be God in your life. You may still be living according to your purpose, your plan. Your, come on. And, and so my brothers and sisters, please hear my heart. I'm not trying to be, again, con- condemning in any way. But here's, this is all about experiencing this, this eternal life that is available to us right now and living in relationship with God and having His will be done in your life and then again, experiencing the, the fruit of the Spirit and specifically for this message this morning, this joy. This joy. See, my brothers and sisters, it would be really easy for us to walk out of here and feel good about what the Lord says, but unless we're putting it into practice, unless we understand the full meaning of what this is saying to us, you know what? He is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek Him. But first, you've got to know He's God. Not me. Not you. It doesn't matter how you feel or what you think or what you think the standard should be. He's the standard. He's God. I'm not, I, I hear so many times about people, even in church, and this is what kind of gets me a little bit wacky. That was a theological term. Look it up. Wackatheist. <laughs> but, but seriously, where people in the church would say, well, I feel, or I think, or this means to me. It, I, you know what? Honestly, I'm, I'm interested in what it means to you, but let's, uh, let's go see what the Scripture says. Or, you know, that's not real to me yet. Or I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, what are you waiting for? Right? What, what, what are you waiting for? So my brothers and sisters, I, I'm not trying to bore you to tears here, but, you know, He is a rewarder of those who know He's God and diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. That means I'm working. I'm intent on seeking Him. And listen, He's not hiding from me. I mean, every area of my life, all of the things that I do, everything that I'm... 
what, we were in Corinthians. And remember in, in Corinthians what Paul said, now all things are of God. Remember when we studied together? Paul, what do you mean all things are of God? That means God is involved in every area of my life. Period. That's what Paul is saying. All things are of God. Now all things are of God. So, so how can I diligently seek Him if not all things are of God? All things, every area of my life has to involve God. Right? I'm diligently seeking Him and He's going to reward me. What does that mean? I'm going to win the lottery? <laughs> no, those promises that He has made and for me to experience joy that just cannot be explained. For me to have peace in the middle of a storm. All of those fruits and gifts of the Spirit, I can have their mind. What? If I'm experiencing the eternal life. That's what the eternal life speaks to. When I'm, when I'm linked up with Jesus, when you know, He's the vine and I'm the branch, I have all of that potential right there. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now, let's continue. I am in Romans 1, 6, uh, 1, 16, rather. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So look, we, have, we are just in Christ. Christ Jesus has, has given us our justification. It's just as if we haven't sinned, right? We're justified in Christ Jesus because He paid the price. We're just. He's, he's the just one. He's the righteous one. So in Him, we, we're justified. So here's what it says. If that's our case, if that's who we are, then we are living our lives by faith. Right? And the reason why that's important, my brothers and sisters, is because of the expectation that we just spoke of, because of joy and all these other things. They're only received by faith. The supernatural, it's only received. So if we're looking for something superficial, we can have that for a little while, but we're not talking now about the superficial. We're talking about the supernatural. Amen? So in order to receive that supernatural, there's where we have to be. Amen? Live by faith. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now, uh, you know me. I mean, I, I, I got to think. I overthink things. And I want to, okay, Lord, you know, show me this. Now, last week we talked a little bit about, I believe it was last week. So correct me. No, don't correct me. Remember when Peter got out of the boat? If that's you, Lord, let me come to you. And remember, he got out. In faith, he started to walk. Okay, but as soon as he started to, to walk, he probably took a couple of steps. The wind blows up, the waves start, and remember, he sinks, and, and Jesus helps him out. See, see, my brother and sister, in that moment, he lost the battle of faith. And, and my brothers and sisters, we can say, well, it was the devil, the devil caused it. Yeah, okay, whatever. But no, it was in himself. The battle was within himself. Because look, Jesus is standing right there. Jesus is standing right there and he says, come on. Okay, then listen, if he said, come on, then I'm going. Then that means I'm going to make it to him by faith. Now, I see this other stuff and something inside me changes. So the battle is here. Part of my spiritual battle is in my own flesh, in my own mind. Come on. See, I, I know some of you are getting this. See, my brothers and sisters, I can't blame the devil for every little thing. I can't blame the preacher. I can't blame, I can't blame my parents. I can't blame... Well, I could blame her. No, I can't blame my parents. I can't... I can't you, uh, do you hear what I'm saying to you? I'm just making sure you were listening. But, 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 but do you understand? I, so it's just me. It's just me. I took my eyes off the Lord. I got shaky. It was my own... My, listen, the voice in my head. Well, that's Satan. Not always. Sometimes it's Tony. The voice in here, that's God. Amen. Amen. See, there was a, a, the, the, the fight in my own body, but now I want to talk to you a little bit more. There's so, there's so many examples, but the, there's another one uh, that I really, really um, refer to a lot. Remember, it was in, I got some notes here in Matthew 15, Mark 7. Remember, in Matthew it says uh, she was a Canaanite woman. I believe in Mark, it's, she was a Syrophoenician woman. So remember, you have this Gentile woman. She's not a believer, or she's not a Jew, I should say. Excuse me. And she's, she is hollering for Jesus. Now, Jesus is in a house. He's trying to stay hidden for the moment. He's not trying to, to get out there and preach and minister. But she, evidently, she finds out where he's at, and she's crying out to him. 
Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David. She's not a Jew. But she's crying out to him like a Jew. Right? Now his disciples are trying to, hey, just run her off. Tell her to beat it. And he says, it's not good to give the children's food to the dogs. And you've heard me say, Jesus just called her a dog. Well, in that Jewish faith, in that culture, and in that that's what they refer to the the non-Jews as. That's Jesus. Jesus said that. So my brothers and sisters, we have a couple of things right here. She's saying, like she's a Jew, Son of David! Son of David! She's calling out to Him like a Jew. Jesus is acknowledging you're not a Jew. I know who you are. Don't blow smoke at me. So you're quiet. Jesus, yeah. But he also knew what was going to happen too. See, in that moment, my brothers and sisters, her faith is tested. Is it genuine? Or is she just saying something to you know, appease Jesus, saying something to gain His favor so that He'll do her a favor. So, are you with me? Yes. Son of David, have mercy. I know who you are. And this is reserved for God's kids. But even the dogs get the crumbs from the Master's table. He says to her, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Her daughter was severely demon-possessed. And that's why she was going to beg Jesus. Great is your faith. Your daughter's healed. So my brothers and sisters, okay, Tony, what do you mean? Listen, how many times, my brothers and sisters, were you dissuaded by somebody or something it looked like it wasn't going to work out or someone said that you were crazy for believing that. Ever happened to anybody? You're a fanatic. How about you don't deserve that? What makes you think you deserve that? Has enemy ever said that to you? I don't. I don't. But when I'm hooked up with him, I already got it. I already got it. Come on. My brothers and sisters, we cannot be dissuaded by anything. You, you know what? We, we, know, we should know what the Word of God says. And we ought to know how to abide in Him. And when we abide in Him, it's not going to matter what they say, He says, what they think. Who yes. Do, amen. Go ahead and give them a praise. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what they think or what they say. Now listen, I, I would be the. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Does it bother me sometimes when I get, you know, cursed at, yelled at, you know, uh, taken advantage of? Yeah. Happens all the time. But my brothers and sisters, guess what? I, I, you know, yeah. In those moments, I might get a little bit frustrated, but it's not going to change anything. Right. Not a thing. Amen. But now, when you're going to God. And you know that you need something, and someone or something is trying to sell wolf tickets. And so, you old people, you know what I'm talking about about selling wolf tickets. Somebody's selling wolf tickets at you, and the enemy is selling wolf tickets at you. My brothers and sisters, mm-mm. you stand your ground. You stand your ground. You stand on the Word of God in faith. Great is your faith. Great is your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, if we go back to our original, could you put that up again? I I think I gave you another slide with the original scripture. It's going to be 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. There you go. Thank you, Casey. Look, you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue. So so watch. How do I I make this happen? What does this look like in actuality? So you people of God, not man, man and woman, you people of God, how do you make this happen, right? Flee these things. Those things that he said before that, and those things were just the normal things that we do in the flesh, right? Flee these things, 
and pursue righteousness. You have to make an effort to go after what is righteous, right standing with God. Well, I have that in Christ Jesus. That's right, so be in Christ Jesus. This is what this is saying. And as a result of you being, you're, you're pursuing godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness, all of the fruit of the Spirit. So if you're pursuing Christ Jesus, you're obeying His commandments, you know what? Those things should come because Holy Spirit. You continue to be ye being filled with the Spirit of the living God and those characteristics become more of, how, of who you are. They become more your characteristics. Are you with me? More natural to you. But it's done supernaturally because naturally we stink on ice. At least I do. So, so are, are you with me? But I have, so I have to do something. What do I have to do? Again, pursue righteousness and make sure that all of these things are, are being realized in my life. Amen? Fight. 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 You know, it's amazing to me what we would stand up for. And, and not amazing. I know many people in this room would stand up for their children, their spouses, and and all these other things, stand up for yourself in certain situations and, and, and such. But <clears throat> will you stand for the faith? And standing for the faith doesn't mean that we necessarily you know, grab our fish, pitchforks and we go and march on Tallahassee or we go and march on Washington and we say, um, you will not kill any more babies. Or, you know, we're going to... No, no. The thing that we have, the main arrow in our quiver... The weapon that we have is, Father, I delight myself in you. It is you that I look for to make me happy, to bring me joy. Father, I want your will to be done. So, Lord, we lift up the ignorance that's so prevalent in our culture and in our society to you that you would change it. Father, that you would ordain leaders Father, that would lead us according to your will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, my brothers and sisters, that's the weapon. That's what we have. That's what we do. Listen, when, when that woman, the, the Seraphonician woman, when, when she was dissuaded, did she, no, she wasn't dissuaded, in fact. When, when the disciples wanted to run her off and when Jesus said what he said, no, she continued to petition Jesus. She wasn't going anywhere. She knew where she had to be and she knew who she had to get a hold of. She knew who she had to beg for. Come on! So my brothers and sisters, that's where we need to be. We need to be willing to go ahead and get at, forget ourselves and get on our faces before God according to His will, according to His word, and then make intercession for our children, for our wives, for our husbands, for our, name it. Come on! For our church, for our pastor. Come on! For our government. For our government. Well, Tony, I heard you say we're in the last days. Maybe this... Okay, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe my grandchildren are going to have to live another 25, 30 years. Do I want them to live in this mess? No. So, so is it worth praying about? Yes! Come on! My brothers and sisters, I see the church disintegrating before our eyes. I, I'm reading articles, and, and many of you know what I'm talking about, where denominations are, are, are really uh, splitting now because of the LBGT, whatever, the, all of the alphabet plus. My brother, sister, and, and why? Because they're, they're thinking that we need to rethink this thing, that you know, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is not, is not being uh, looked at properly and some of the things that you... Come, uh, what? We have to reimagine the Bible. This is the church. And, and, and listen, here, part of the thing is, well, that's why we're losing so many young people is because you know, it's not that way. We have too many old, white-robed preachers preaching this gospel... I'm not in a white robe. I'm in my Italian sport jacket. Just saying. But I am white. Or oh, kind of olive. What does that have to do with anything? You know what? It doesn't. Because it's still all about this. And anything that they can do to defame this or to get somebody to think something else, well, because that person is Caucasian, he's not worth listening to. He's just doing those... Th- Come on! Oh, did I suddenly get political? No, I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, we got to fight this fight. And our kids are worth fighting for. Amen? Amen. 
I'm going to tell you what else is worth fighting for. You. You. Me. We. Our family. This family. This family. Coming together. You know, if you have a need, come. If it's a, if it's a physical need, we're going to do everything we can to meet it. We're going to do it. I, we have people in here that are talented, that are blessed, and we're going to, and, and they know, spiritually aware enough to know that they're blessed to be a blessing. That's, we're going to take care of it. But how about the supernatural needs? More important, where am I going to go? Where am I going? If I have a supernatural need, and I, hey, bring it to the elders. We've got some people in here gathered around. We're going to pray together, and we're going to fight the fight together. Amen. We're two or more gathered. Jesus is right there. Right? If you, play, if you pray, I'll give you desires of your heart. Didn't we just read that a little while ago? Yes. Come on. Thank you, Lord. No. No. Say what you want out there. Do what you want. Try to change what you want to change. No. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. First John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, if you're with me, if you're determined that you're going to fight the good fight of faith, but you know that there are some things that absolutely you need to pray for right now. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pray for our government. I'm going to pray for some things. Is there anybody else in here that needs to pray for some things? Come up, come up and pray with me. Come on. Let's do this right. Come on. Let's do this right. Come on. Hey, let, 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 me, let me say this too. While you come up here, and if you're watching, if you need healing, this is the place to get it. Listen, if you've never made Jesus the God of your life, you could do that before you leave here. You could do it. You could have people agree in prayer with you, and you'll know that you know that when you leave here, you're born again. You're, you're heaven bound. If you've backslidden to the extent that you may not know, Listen, you doubt, if you have any doubt about your salvation, you can leave here in certainty. In certainty. So if that's you, pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Amen? Amen. So look, let's pray. God, we love you. Pray. God, we love you. God, we praise your holy name. God, I give you thanks. By faith we come to you according to your word right now, Lord. And for those who need salvation, Lord Jesus, you are our salvation. Father, I pray that no one under the sound of my voice who is in need of salvation walks away unsaved. But Father, they know, they realize that they are a sinner in need of your blood to wash away their sins. And they know that they go to the cross of Calvary. That's where their sins are washed away. But they also know, Lord, that when they walk away, they are then living that resurrected life, that new life that you made available to them. Make them followers of you, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Father, for those who have drifted and they're not 100% sure or they're just a little bit shaky, their faith is shaky, Father, that's not of you. That's not of you. Father, you've given us love, power, and a sound mind. So, Lord, we, we don't name that and claim it. No, Lord, that's what you've given to us. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, we ask, Lord, that you would fill those people who are suffering that circumstance or situation right now, even now. Father, for those who are brokenhearted, they've had some emotional trials and tribulations, Lord, that they're, they're, they're confused and they're hurt. Lord, in Jesus' name, you heal the brokenhearted. You give beauty for ashes, strength for tears. In Jesus' name, Lord, that's your word. We have faith in your word and you are a God who doesn't lie. You are a God whose all your promises are yes and amen. So, Lord, we, we don't name that and claim it. Lord, we're just having faith in your word. Not in our words and not in our own ability to imagine, but, Lord, faith in you and in your word. Hallelujah. You're God. You are our God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, for our children... Lord, we lift them up to you now. There are some of our children, maybe that are part of this body in this room, maybe watching or listening. Father, we lift them up to you. Father, they're, they're, they're confused. 
They're being led down a path, Father, that leads to their destruction and they don't even know it. So, Lord, we pray that you would put laborers in their paths and that you would strengthen us with the power of your might, that you would give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we may be helpful in that situation, not to be uh, legalistic or uh, be a Pharisee, but, Lord, be loving, kind, tender, but still communicating who you are, what you are, and your love. Father, in Jesus' name, help our children. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, for those of us who are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we're just feeling discomfort in our physical bodies, Lord, please, touch us. We know that you are our healer. We know it. You said it, not us. And Father, we don't have any high-mindedness about this situation where we could just, again, just name it and claim it. But Father, our faith and our trust is in you. You said that by your stripes we are healed. We know that means spiritually, but we also know that you heal the, the bodies, the physical bodies. You are also our Lord, our healer, Jehovah Rapha. Father, we count on you right now for physical healing. We go to you. We make our appeal to you, Lord. Physically heal us in our bodies. Hallelujah. 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 So now, Lord, I lift up Israel to you. Father, you knew this was going to happen before it even started. And so, Lord, I pray that somehow, someway, in the middle of all this, that your will is done. I pray for all of those who are involved, Father, for somehow, someway, this be something that causes them to call out in the name of Jesus. Someone to call on Jesus, whether they be Jewish or whether they be Palestinian or Arab, Father, I pray that you would allow them to see you, Jesus, that they would call on your name, Jesus, in the middle of all of this chaos and death and destruction. Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are messianic, who are living in Israel, who, are, who have accepted Jesus as their Messiah. Father, that you would protect them, that you would give them wisdom. Father, continue to uh, encourage them, to continue to, to, to be in your word and to pray according to your will. Father, to diligently seek you in Christ Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that the other Jews who have not yet made Jesus their Messiah, that somehow, some way, again, this would cause more to turn to you. That you would use this somehow, some way, and you would be glorified somehow, some way in the middle of this. Lord, show yourself strong. And Lord, I pray that somebody would give our leaders a mind, some sense. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would overwhelm them by your spirit and somehow, some way, they would start making decisions that lined up with your perfect will, that made sense, that weren't in line with the terrorists, that weren't in line with the enemy of our soul, that weren't in line with the Antichrist himself but rather, Lord, would be more in line with your people, your will. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray every bit of this. And I give you thanks, Lord. Church, whatever you've asked Him for, whatever you're praying about, and it doesn't matter how big, how small, it doesn't matter. Just thank Him. Thank Him out loud. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all of the blessing, Father. Thank you, Lord. You said, in everything give thanks, and it's so hard for us to do when we're going through it. But Lord, in this moment, we are thankful. So whether we're going through it right now, or we're at a, a, a good moment in time, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Strengthen us, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Now, to he who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to that power that works in us, to him be all the glory by Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week. See you Wednesday. If the Lord don't come back. If the Lord comes back, see you Wednesday. Just at a different level.